A man was laid off from his teaching job of 20 years. Things were looking pretty grim, but little did he know a change in his fortunes was just a scratch ticket away. The Daily Detour. Hey there, I'm Dan Roberts. Welcome to The Daily Detour. We'll get started with good news, as always. Uh, Of course, the good news usually is prefaced by some bad fortune for somebody. In this case, it's Joe Camp of Charlotte, North Carolina, who was a teacher for 20 years. But thanks to the pandemic, he, like myself and so many others, uh, found himself unemployed. That happened in September. And then a month after that, his father passed away. This is all in addition to the anxiety and stress that uh, COVID-19 itself might put on a person. Camp found work at a local car dealership, but it's not what he loves doing, right? And one morning on the way to work, he stopped by the BP, probably filled up on some gas, went inside to pay, picked up a scratch ticket or two. Maybe a stick of beef jerky. I don't know, hot cup of coffee. It was just another Thursday in his life, except that when he scratched the ticket for the Gold Rush Lottery, he found himself the winner of $250,000. Well, let's be honest, the government also found itself a winner of $73,000 or so, so he took home just under 200000 but still a nice jackpot, which he plans to put towards his daughter's future and a new house for the two of them and for any future grandkids that might come along. Whoa, looking, looking way ahead there, bud. But he says he never had anything like that. No one passed anything down, and so that's what he wants to do. There you have it, Joe Camp, or as I like to call him now... The Champ Joe Camp, lottery winner. All right, more with Jesse May Peluso on today's show. This is uh, dug up from my archives, the KZZU Dan Roberts archives. Thanks to them for allowing me to share this this audio with you. Back in April, I spoke with Jesse May Peluso, and we covered all kinds of stuff, including life during the pandemic, which at that point was only a few months old. And so today you'll hear her talking about the need for uh, parents to let off steam every once in a while. And what it's like to be hacked on Zoom. Everybody's on Zoom. And in the early uh, days before people were, you know, password securing their accounts, folks would suddenly find themselves bombarded with horrible things, horrible sounds, horrible images. In fact, it's still going on. But before we get there, before we get to the brilliant comedic mind of Jesse May Peluso, it's time for Headline News. I can't keep up with the uh, COVID-19 relief package, the economic stimulus package. So we covered this already, but Friday, President Trump said he would not sign the relief package. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, we got to make something happen Monday by noon or, you know, even the government's going to shut down. And then Sunday, President Trump said he signed it, but he made some adjustments. And you're thinking, well, what does that mean? That's not a veto. So how, how does this work? And I don't know what I thought. I thought that the uh, House and the Senate would just ignore the little red marks, talk about it later, and push everything through as is. But what happened is that they went along with it, and uh, they raised the amount from $600 to $2,000, $4,000 for couples, and they passed a bill uh, with the vast majority of Democrats and 44 Republicans. For those keeping score, uh, the vote, final vote was 275 to 134. So when can you expect the money? Show me the money! I want my money! Got bills to pay. Well, the original intent was to get you the money uh, by direct deposit by the end of the month. But, you know, with the delays, it may have delayed that. We'll have to cross our fingers and wait and see. People getting a paper check or debit card, 
The goal there was to get it to you by January 15th. So the good news is if you've already been through this, if the IRS has your direct deposit information, they may get you that money by the end of the week. Turning our attention now to that Nashville bomber from Christmas Day, more being learned about him, although no motive is clear. It seems like we might never get a motive. Didn't really have a digital footprint, wasn't on social media. He was on Google Maps, but he didn't know that. That's how they found the RV and uh, narrowed down uh, their search list for a suspect. But apparently Anthony Quinn Warner was uh, basically a loner, kind of quiet. This according to his neighbor, who saw him about a week before Christmas, standing out by the mailbox, so he slowed his truck down to talk to him, asked him how his elderly mother was doing, and then asked him if he was, you know, are you going to get anything good for Christmas this year? And Warner smiled and said, oh yeah, Nashville and the world is never going to forget me. Which is weird, right? That's a weird thing to say. But the neighbor thought that meant that something good was going to happen for this guy financially. I don't, I don't really get that out of that sentence. Oh yeah, Nashville and the world is never going to forget me. But that's what he thought at the time. And he said, nothing about this guy raised any red flags. He was just quiet. <laughs> Which, no, Nashville and the world is never going to forget me is a red flag. It's not a state flag. It's not a pride flag. It's not a pirate flag. That is a red flag. No one says that unless something bad is going to happen. All it was missing was a maniacal laugh and then some weird music. Here, let me show you. Is is Santa going to bring you anything good for Christmas? Oh, yeah. Nashville and the world is never going to forget me. See, that's a red flag. That, That should make you cock your head and you go, hmm. Anyway, even if you thought that was weird, you probably wouldn't suspect that anything was going to happen on the scale that it did. You just think, oh, my neighbor's a weirdo. And now QAnon conspiracy theorists are defending the Nashville bomber. They don't even think that's his real name, Anthony Quinn Warner, because see, Quinn has a Q in it. And Warner, if you drop the last two letters, it spells warn. Get it? Q, warn. If you do get it. Please explain it to me because I am in the dark on that one. I don't know if that means that it uh, maybe they thought it was a warning to QAnon people or maybe it's a warning from them. I don't know. I don't have a tinfoil hat. I prefer fez caps with the little dangly thing on top. We only have a few days in 2020 to go, folks. What else is going to happen that's just uh, beyond weird? And before we get to some showbiz gossip... A Fox affiliate out of St. Louis had this uh, provocative headline that made me want to read more. It says, want to travel and attend events in 2021? You may need a COVID-19 passport. Apparently, some companies and technology groups are working to create apps for your phone so you can upload information about COVID-19 tests and vaccines that can, in turn, create a virtual pass that would be used to let you onto flights or into sporting events, concerts, and movies. No passport. No flights, sporting events, concerts, or movies. And it does sound kind of alarming and futuristic and uh, dystopian. But for some reason, I'm more inclined to think that's not a half bad idea. And I'm not at this time outraged. Check again tomorrow. On that note, let's turn our attention to Hollyweird. Lori Laughlin. I will say Laughlin until she tells me otherwise. Everybody's saying Lachlan. I don't know how you get Lachlan out of a G.H., Lauglin, I'd believe, but Lachlan? I don't get it. So I will continue to uh, probably mispronounce it as Lori Laughlin. What are you going to do? Put me in jail? Hey, speaking of which, wasn't that a nice segue? Lori Laughlin is out of jail. 
out of prison. She spent nearly two months there. So her time has been served and she's already paid a fine of $150,000. And I think she has some community service to do now. Her husband's still serving time. I was at an event once where uh, Lori Laughlin was in attendance. It was like a charity thing. There was an auction and I'm sitting at my table and she's walking right towards me. And we locked eyes because I was that attractive and that charismatic that she couldn't take her eyes off me. In retrospect, I was probably staring at her is probably why we locked eyes. But she was very beautiful, like more beautiful in person than uh, on the screen. And at the time, I thought she was headed to the ladies room because someone was speaking on the stage at the time. So you don't get up during that unless you got to, you know. But now I believe she was headed to the ATM to uh, withdraw some money to bribe a college. I Just a hunch. I don't know. There was a trail of $100 bills falling out of her dress uh, and onto the floor. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just figured that's the way Hollywood people tip. Anyway, I used to have the biggest crush on Lori Laughlin when I was in high school. It's weird to have someone that you had a crush on go to prison and all, but at least she didn't kill anybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying what she did was right. Just say she didn't kill. Like OJ Simpson ruined the naked gun for me for the longest time. It's hard to laugh at uh, a murderer, alleged murderer. I'm sorry. He's still looking for the actual killer. I understand. But Lori Laughlin, I think I get, I'll get over it. I can still uh, maintain a crush, right? I mean, she's served her time for her crime. Tom Cruise has resumed filming Mission Impossible 7 in the UK as COVID-19 cases soar. So look for him to yell at anyone not wearing a mask in the UK very shortly. Don't feel bad for Brian Austin Green on account of uh, his wife, Megan Fox, leaving him for Machine Gun Kelly. No, he has been spotted on a vacation with Dancing with the Stars professional dancer Sharna Burgess. And I never got Brian Austin Green on uh, Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, Brandon and Dylan were clearly the studs, right? But Brian's done all right for himself uh, in the ladies department. I mean, with the ladies. I don't mean in the ladies department. That sounds weird and creepy. But who knows? Maybe he has met them all in the ladies department. Who am I to say? I don't know that much about it. But another beautiful woman on the arm of Brian Austin Green or vice versa. And Alec Baldwin's wife, Laria Baldwin, has been uh, taking a beating on the internet this last week or so, being accused of faking her Spanish heritage and accent. She says she grew up in a bilingual household. She is uh, from Massachusetts, but her family and her brother live in Spain. And so she says she's just being who she is. And uh, Alec and, and her, she are raising their kids that way. I don't know what the controversy is. I don't know why anyone cares. Other than her husband has made a few enemies here and there. Like, why are you picking on her? I suppose they're trying to uh, lay the table and uh, make the case that she's uh, culturally appropriating the heritage of Spain. But her family's from there, so not everybody fits into a tidy little box. You don't have to be only from Spain or only from Massachusetts. Turns out, turns out you can have both in your family tree, even with your immediate family. But even Amy Schumer getting into the act saying uh, to Hilaria Baldwin on social media... Hey, I get it. I went to Spain a couple of times and loved it too. And I think I should end the showbiz uh, news there because I can feel my feet uh, sinking into the mud already. Uh, however, I do have this for you. On social media, the following conversation took place between Justin Bieber and his wife, Haley. Biebs posted a video of himself singing his hit song, Lonely, on Instagram, to which his wife replied, my jaw on the floor. Just another way of saying, uh, good job, you're so talented, that kind of thing. My jaw on the floor. To which Justin replied, your jaw is other places too. Let's be honest. What? Justin, that is your wife. This is a public space. 
I think it's cool when uh, husbands and wives can joke like that. You know, that's just flirty and everything. I don't know if it's flirty when it's out on social media, though. I, I can see a lot of women getting offended by that and that causing a real, uh, at least a, a fight for, for a night or two. In this case, she replied, OMG, please go to sleep. And that was the end of the uh, awkward exchange on Instagram. I don't know. Just when you think Justin's got it together, he's becoming an adult. My goodness. Oh, well, if you found that rude, there's no telling what you'll think of our next conversation. It's time to check in with uh, one of my favorites, Jesse May Peluso. And it's worth noting that this conversation took place back in April. I did not have a podcast back in April. That comes up in the conversation, just so you know. Also, we begin with a little technical difficulty. Jesse May was getting booted out of the software. Don't lose me. I think you're still there, right? I'm still here. I, I'm only I'm only gone when the app decides to kick me out. Yeah, yeah. that's and this is the first time that's happened. So that's something for me to keep. Tabs oh, it's, it's on. probably me. It's it, my um, old producing podcast producing uh, producer, uh, producing producer. Hi, quarantine brain. She used to always say that when I came to her with problems, I'd be like, I don't know what's going on with this. She goes, I'm sure it's a user error. It's my favorite thing to say now. <laughs> did you get a kick out of that or did that irritate you? you no, know, I loved it. Oh, I okay. think it's so. It's such a nice way to go, you don't know what you're doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I say it to my mom all the time because <laughs> she can't handle the phone. Right. And now that we have to FaceTime, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. Do and you my just sister, get a giant eyeball or a giant mouth? Yeah. Is that... <laughs> yes. Yeah. And my sister has found out that this app House Party actually has a really good camera. And so we're like, oh, cool. We can just talk through House Party and play games if we want. But getting my mom on there, she's like, I, I can't see myself. And I'm always like, I'm sure it's just a user error, Nancy. She loves it. So do you use Zoom or I just House I haven't really Party? used the Zoom. I've okay. been using the House Party. Well, the Zoom know. is hackable, so that's why I was curious if that bothered you, if you were what? worried about it. Yeah, there's people literally... Uh, if you don't ask people to authenticate, give an authentication code before they enter the Zoom room, uh, if it's just wide open, there's hackers and there's apps that they use that let them enter your chat, and then they start like shouting horrible things at you or showing, you know. Oh, I had that happen. Images. That explains it. Is that true? <laughs> oh my god. Are you? Oh my god, Dan. I wish I would have known this before. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm laughing, but th you could be really. No, I'm serious because yeah. in the beginning of the quarantine, you know, we all had to like try and pivot and create content. So I was like, oh, I'll try the Zoom thing. I didn't know how to do it, obviously, because I'm what I'm about to tell you. And so I was like, oh, I'll do, you know, I do Weeds Day every Wednesday where I get stoned and raise awareness for Alzheimer's <laughs> and answer questions, yeah. as you do. As you do. Alzheimer's and cannabis goes hand in hand or joint to mouth, however you want to look at it. <laughs> and I sent the leak link out on Twitter and Instagram for everybody to join the Zoom. I didn't know that I needed to set parameters. Oh. And so I start the live on Zoom and within seconds there's death metal. There's some woman screaming. Someone um, played porn yep. and someone was screaming the N-word all within 15 seconds. But you know, it's America's favorite way to gather in quarantine now. Is uh, I mean, <laughs> is that that's not the America I like? That's, that sounds so appealing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, it's the greatest country in the world, and I start a Zoom, and it's like N word, N word, N word, <laughs> and there's just a woman screaming. I'm like, what is this? That's this horrifying. is the dark web. Yeah, and I don't even know what that. I mean, 
Is that a prank? I think if you're using that language, it's not a prank. Like you're no, you're fulfilling. It's a cry for help. Well, it's a cry for something. <laughs> it's a it's a it's an indicator that your mom didn't breastfeed long enough. There wasn't love in your childhood, <laughs> and you didn't go on nice walks. Holding your father's hand, eating an ice cream cone. You were left alone in a hot car in San Diego. I have not launched a podcast yet, but if I did, this would go up immediately. (laughs) This is fantastic. Um, (laughs) It's coming. Uh, uh, Let's get. Eventually, we're going to talk about this dad thing. Uh, Yeah, whatever you want, Dan. I'm here for you. (laughs) This is what I've learned uh, this week: is that parents, and I think they've done this in a non-quarantine environment. But 53% of parents in a new survey admit that they're using their car as a way to get away from their kids. Good for them. Good for them. There's so many, and I'm going to say social justice warriors, but there's also a lot of parental justice warriors out there that judge people on the way they parent. And I would love to direct these folks to a lovely program called Any Nature Show, and watch and see how mothers in different species handle their young. Sometimes we can't handle it. Sometimes even a lion is like, ah, oh, screw it. I, I'm, I'm going to go for a run through the Serengeti because I can't handle this. <laughs> Everyone needs a break. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's a bad parent. You know what a bad parent is? Not taking a break and unleashing their anger on their children. 100%. Everyone needs to release the steam in a healthy way. And if you've got to go in your car, spark up a blunt and take a lap around the block so that you don't do something you regret to your child, yeah. go ahead. Oh, my gosh. I've really I got to do a little search here. That's another more, you know, moment. <laughs> you need <laughs> you need it. You really do need it. With, you, with you, I do. I know. I mean, the package doesn't coincide with what comes out of my mouth. I just look yeah. like a ditzy stoner chick, no. and then I say oh, things, no. and people are like, "Oh, oh yeah, the girl reads books." Well, all all comedians, I mean, maybe not all. You, you know, every time you generalize, you're wrong. You know, but uh, absolutely, comedians in general, we'll, we'll say, are very intelligent, even if their stage persona would betray that. <laughs> you know, yes. doesn't betray that. Um, but you, I mean, because I've talked to a lot of comics, you really do need to come out with some kind of a life hack book or something that's funny my mom calls me the poor girl's life coach <laughs> yes well that, that could be the title be, of the book that could be that totally could be and it needs to go on a t-shirt too oh my god i'm gonna buy the title right now i'm gonna email my lawyer <laughs> uh i can't get a hold of that quick enough so anyway uh here's something else <laughs> i really did i did my best um here is something else that came up with regards to being quarantined with your family Oh, tell me. And we do have audio for this. Uh, A girl gave her dad two choices. Choice A is staying quarantined in the house with her and her mother. And choice B is, well, I'll let you hear, okay? What do you think he's going to say? Her having COVID and being in a hospital. Oh, my God, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too hard? Yeah, that's a little harsh. (laughs) Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This. I think it's this one. Here's his answer. I feel like I'm being pranked. Oh, that's is that the, the sound of the yeah. devil? No, that is the wrong audio. <laughs> is that the is that the call of Satan's beast? No, this will break your heart. Uh, that is the sound of a dog missing two little girls. Uh, the the mom. I don't know why. If they're divorced or they're just separated because of the anyway, they're in two separate locations. Mom facetimes with the girls uh, every day. 
and oh. and the dog. Uh, every time the the girls get on the FaceTime, the dog howls like that. Oh my god! He misses them, and he goes looking behind the iPad. <gasps> But also, he's the devil. Um, <laughs> Are you sure that's not the devil's emotional support dog? <laughs> the three-headed Cerebus or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Is, it <laughs> <laughs> is that the beast from Ghostbusters, Zool? Is that Zool the gatekeeper? It is. That was Rick Moranis. Uh, <laughs> somebody who's coming somebody out of blew retirement. Rick for Moranis. That's weird. What now? There's women out there that have blown Rick Moranis. Do you, have you Isn't heard this? strange? For, or you just know because he's... We just know. Yeah. I mean, process, process well, of elimination. Wife. Yeah, his wife probably. Well, probably not his wife, but oh. other women. <laughs> we know how marriage goes. Poor Rick Moranis. Uh, he didn't always... <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a character. He, I don't know, though. Yeah, maybe he's like this cool dude who does like you know, hardcore ayahuasca, and he's just like, you know, bro, I, I make a really nice homemade mum- hummus. Mummus. I was going to say <laughs> mummus. <laughs> he could, maybe he's a stoner. Maybe so he's the, like this really cool stoner. The Egyptians uh, did mummus, and that's a yes. well-known fact. Yes, they used to wrap their dead loved ones in hummus. So remember the guy who had a choice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we're back to, to that. To be in the house with his family or uh, choose option B, like on uh, Let's Make a Deal Oh, that's problem. funny. Here we go. Okay, Dad, you have two options. A, staying quarantined in the house with Mom, or B... B, B, B. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even explain what option B is. It could be walking on fire in your bare feet, but he's he's game. You know, and that's an indicator where we all need some space. We yeah. all need space. And we're so afraid of space. We like view space as abandonment. But if you have a healthy yeah. relationship with space, you realize it's it's a good time for you to do what you love to do. You know, scratch yourself, read a book, cry in your closet. <laughs> I mean, these aren't things that I do, but I'm just yeah. spitballing here. Scratch yourself number one on the list. Crying <laughs> in the closet went a little dark. <laughs> I think you said something positive in between those two. I said, I said... <laughs> Like painting or something. I don't know. Some hobby-esque thing. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. I'm just totally spitballing. More with Jessie Mae Peluso tomorrow. Every time I talk to her, I say, you got to write a book. Because she sounds like she already has. I said this yesterday, but she she's never uh, at a loss for, for words. Always seems like she's given uh, a subject a lot of thought already. And she has a plan. She has a, she has a philosophy is really what it is. And you don't meet too many people who seem to have... Uh, their own philosophy on life. Not just opinions, but like they sound like they've got it figured out. I like that. And I have a plan, at least for the week. And here's what I think is going to happen. Two more days of Jesse Mae Peluso, I believe. And then uh, because we're looking back at the year and you always get those lists of people that we've lost, uh, I have an archived interview with Fred Willard, who passed away in 2020 brilliant improvisational comic. I don't know how much of the interview is even worth hearing now. I'll have to listen to it, uh, but I'll at least play a clip of it. It may be too specific to the event he was promoting to be of, of much entertainment value, but I'll check it out. One way or another, you'll, you'll hear his voice on Friday's podcast. All right, that's the end of the episode. I mean, I'm still talking, but trust me, it's over. So have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself, and I will talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. 
New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hi! Hey!